Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Concussion Talk Podcast. My name is Nick Mercer. This is episode 49. I'll be talking to Katie Bond. Katie is the co-president and new podcast host of Queen's University's Concussion Awareness Committee's new podcast with Concussion Talk. I would first like to thank my sponsor, HeadCheck Health. Using a simple PowerFlex technology, HeadCheck Health bridges the gaps in concussion care. Organizations like the Canadian Football League, Track Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, Eastern Washington University, uh, Volleyball Canada, rely on HeadCheck to improve communication and optimize care. Visit HeadCheckHealth.com for more. Okay, I'm talking to Katie Bond, and uh, I'll get Katie, 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 Katie to talk about herself and what she's doing at Queens and and the concussion committee. Okay, so my name is Katie Bond, and I am currently a fourth-year physical and health education student from Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Um, I'm from Ottawa, and I came to Queen's to uh, pursue my passion in physiotherapy, which I'll be pursuing in Australia at the end of this year. Um, I'm also the co-president of the Concussion Awareness Committee at Queen's, um and yeah it's been a really enjoyable experience so far so well, i'm really happy to be a part of it well thanks so uh and and as i asked you a segue and you did very well uh queen's concussion awareness committee can you talk about the committee and like who are the members and what do you guys do where where they can where can people find you blah blah all that stuff yeah so uh we're a committee that started in about 2013 um currently we consist of 15 executive members. Uh, We have different positions within uh, sponsorship, events directing, um, and we also have conference coordination as well, along with a few other positions. Um, And what we do is we try to bridge the gap between concussion awareness and education uh, and students on Queen's campus and in the Kingston community. Uh, We try to do this by connecting them with different resources that they can uh, they can connect with if they're experiencing a concussion or if they just want general education um, because ultimately we're trying to increase awareness about what concussions are, how they can affect you and the people around you 
uh, while being a student at Queen's University. And how has concussion affected you? And you've, you've told me before you got a few concussions yourself, so could you talk about one or your first one or your most, most significant or one that stands out to you or how many you've had? Yeah, so uh, it's pretty unfortunate, obviously, um, to talk about concussion experiences, but it's what, um, you know, people can relate to. So for my own experiences, I believe I've experienced about four concussions um, with varying uh, severity. The most, you know, the biggest one that stands out to me was when I was in my third year, which was uh, around this time last year, I was playing hockey, uh, intramural hockey. Uh, one night here at Queen's with a bunch of my uh, fellow students and I was on the ice and then someone just hit me out of nowhere Um, and I know that we clashed heads our helmets hit together and then I just fell to the ground Um, and from then on it was kind of a blur and I didn't really know um, what was going to happen from there and the first thought that was going through my head was what just happened. Um, like I'm so confused. Uh, and I was very scared for what was going to happen given that I'm currently at school. And you, you're on the concussion committee at this or already at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. I started on the concussion awareness committee in my second year. So this was, uh, currently my second year on the committee. Okay. So when it happened, so who, what, who did you, I mean, you obviously saw the doctor, at the university, or did you, did you have a good, did you have a good experience with your care, or a notable experience with your care? Yeah. So, uh, given that I'm on the concussion awareness committee, I'm very lucky to have access and knowledge on all the resources that are yeah. available at Queens. So that really led my care. Um, the first thing I did was uh, going to the hospital. So I went to the emergency department uh, late at night because my hockey game ended at about one in the morning. Um, um, Once everyone got off the ice, I was able to get a drive to the hospital. Um, And then from there, I basically got a referral note from the doctor, which I had to request. It wasn't automatically given um, for my care by a um, athletic therapist at Queens University um, that they work in our athletics department. And then Um, Since I have a close relationship with them, um, due to being in an athletic therapy internship, I was able to check in every single day with them and get care um, throughout the weeks following my concussion. And I got to actually be one of the first people to experience uh, one of the new concussion protocols um, for aftercare, which is really interesting. Um, So what is that? What is the protocol? What is the state? So um, it's a new protocol that was introduced last year or the year before. By um, Queens or, or by a uh, student? Like... Just like in general research. I don't know if it was just at Queens, but it was okay. kind of introduced um, in research within a physiotherapist and athletic okay. therapist. Um, and it basically has a lot to do with uh, eye tracking and involving how your eyes and the muscles of your eyes have a lot to do with concussion recovery because you wouldn't think that they do, but um, that's actually what led my care and what helped me to recover faster. Nice. Nice. So did you find the effects of your, from that concussion in in particular, any effects on your schooling or your athletic pursuits and that? Like, do you find anything that you said, I better stop doing this or like, or I found it too hard to do this or whatever. Yeah, so I 
found it really difficult to do school. Um, immediately after uh, full exposure, I did try to push myself back into things too quickly um, because it was in November and that is at nearing the end of our semester because right. our semester ends in December. So yeah. I was getting close to exams. I didn't really know what to do. So I tried to push myself and that ended up being a really bad idea. Yeah. Um, and I went back, I talked to the doctors and I ended up getting my exams and all the rest of my assignments deferred until a later date. That's so I could take the time, especially over the holiday break to recover, um, focus on gaining back my you know, concentration and memory and making sure that um, I'm not getting any more, uh, you know, long-term headaches or any other issues like that. So it did affect my school. Um, in terms of my sports, I decided in my second semester, so starting in, you know, mid to late January, I decided to go back to uh, indoor soccer, intramurals instead of hockey. Um, and I decided to go back to that. Uh, I found it a bit difficult at times. Um, I've since then decided to not play hockey for the rest of at least my undergraduate career because I am. And probably not in Australia. Australia would be a bit tough to hockey too, I think. Yeah, I don't not, know. Not hockey. as common there. Hockey, but. Feel um, hockey there. You feel, feel hockey in yeah, Australia. Yeah, maybe. That's an option. <laughs> but uh, I've definitely decided to kind of hold myself back because I'm yeah. kind of nervous about getting another concussion in that. Yeah, of course. My schooling from here on out. Right. So uh, you mentioned, I didn't mention this to you before, but you just mentioned the ethic therapy internship. So what, what do you do in that? Was that, when did that start? When do you start that? When did you start that? I should say. Uh, so I started in my second year and it's basically an internship kind of specialization that you can do within the physical and health education and kinesiology programs at Queens. Um, that allows you to work with the varsity teams at Queen's University and basically be a student athletic therapist. So you would get to be placed with a team um, and you could do all of the taping before, um, massages, ice baths, any, um, any of that kind of rehabilitative care um, within this, like with the supervision of a certified athletic therapist. Oh, okay. so, so you don't follow a team. You already follow just students through the home games, do you? Uh, no, we actually go with them to absolutely everything, all oh, yeah. practices and home and away games. So I found myself traveling a lot with that, which was an interesting experience. With with varsity or with or with club too, or just um, yeah. So the I worked with three teams in my time here. Um, I worked with uh, men's lacrosse, women's volleyball, and men's rugby. So I got definitely kind oh. of all across the board of. Uh, yeah different sports. It was really interesting. Um, yeah. and definitely a good experience for sure. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I played water polo Queens and, uh, I'm sure those guys have had a few concussions themselves, but, uh, yeah. I shouldn't speak out of, out of turn there, but, uh, you know, but it's a, it's a tough sport, but, um, yeah, um, yeah, uh, the, going back to Queens concussion committee, awareness committee, what do you guys have come You're the, you're the co-president. Mm -hmm. Along yes. with who? Who's your, who's your co-president? So, uh, Kate Robertson is the other co-president, and we. This is our second year on as co-presidents, um, and both of us are in our fourth year, so uh, we're going to be passing along that torch to uh, someone okay. else next do you, year. Do you, do you guys have like little mentees that you got know who's going to be your next year next year? Are there the people in the community that are 
gearing up to be next year? Is there a vote? Do you date the end of the year? Um, so basically we will host applications. Um, okay. so it'll be really interesting, um, to see that. And we're definitely looking forward to, um, considering anybody who wants to apply. And, um, I think, uh, being a team of two co-presidents has been yeah. the most yeah. effective because you get, uh, two inputs instead of just one. Yeah. Um, so we're really interested in seeing the people that apply, whether they, um, be from the committee uh, and that'll be a decision that we make probably in about March, April. Do you find most of your members come from people who have had concussions in the past or are people just interested in health and that or the physiotherapy of you saying? Yeah, so it's actually both completely. Um, you know, we do have a lot of people that apply and that are on the committee that have had concussions or multiple concussions before and people that are interested in the health field whether that be uh, medicine or physiotherapy, occupational therapy, um, even, you know, business, et cetera. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's a passion that everyone has on the committee to get that awareness out there because um, even the people who haven't had concussions see how it can affect, you know, the people around them or their friends, their family, their housemates. So it's a passion that everybody on the committee has. Right. Sure. So you're, yeah, how many housemates do you have? I see, I see you're in your room there now, but... Yeah, I have... So I have five other housemates. Um, I live in the same size house myself. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely a lot. Uh, yeah. It's a learning curve, but yeah. I, they're great. They're yeah, great. and then when you had your concussion, they were all... Well, you were, I don't know if you were in the same house, but they were all very supportive of you then and oh, this understanding. It was honestly a really incredible thing um, to have that you know, social support system and having yeah. my friends and, you know, the people that are closest to me here, um, being in the same house always, um, it was yeah. very nice to have their support always and, you know, having them check up on me. And I definitely owe that to, uh, you know, my best friends for yeah. really helping my care and, you know, taking me to the hospital whenever I needed it or, um, walking with me to class doing, you know, various little things. And I, I definitely, that was a big step for my recovery was having that social support system. Yeah, I think that's important because, I mean, a lot of people who are, know people that have concussions are, are saying, oh, I don't know anything about concussions. And, you know, like, for example, Katie's going through concussions. I don't know anything about concussions, but you don't need to know anything. You don't need to be an expert. Just be there for your friend and give them yeah. support that they need. So, yeah, not, like you don't want to. I think that's really important with um, having a concussion at university is I feel like people, maybe even in first year, if you're living alone in residence, you might have a tendency to kind of isolate yourself because yeah. you are recovering and you can't keep up or you might not be able to keep up with the activities that university kind of pushes you into. Yeah. Um, so basically having a social support system or asking people, um, you know, to be there and even hang out and just be there in a, a very like relaxing setting with you. That's really important to have um, people checking up on you and, you know, pushing yourself for that social support system, because I find that that's in my experiences and from other experiences I've heard, that seems to be a very effective way in um, guiding recovery because, you know, having, having one brain or having two brains is better than, one, you know, you're able to yeah. to pass, you know, ideas around and 
different considerations and it's definitely a good idea having having a few people in. and the the two brains and the in the society of the committee you're saying like so what so what i mean that you back to the concussion grenadine they're co-president so what do you guys what does the committee have coming up in terms of in terms of the events or coffee houses outside and there's a few other just like so there's like a millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option i never really was a salad guy that's just not who i am but noom worked for me Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. There's a, some a size on call for singers or performers. Yeah, and, uh... so uh, it's really exciting, actually. We This is one of our smaller events, um, and we like to host uh, various different smaller events throughout the year um, just to kind of get that awareness out there in, you know, the weeks around the school year. Um, so what we have coming up on January 23rd is our coffee house. We hosted our first one last year, and this is so this is our second time hosting it. Um, and it's going to be in Kingston downtown from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And we're basically looking for uh, singers, performers, that kind of thing to come and perform at our coffee house just for the two hours. Um, and all the funds that we raise from our tickets, which are $5 each, go towards funding our conference. Um, and our conference, which this is going to be really long-winded, but yeah, our conference... Work. Uh, so it's coming up. This is going to be our second annual concussion conference, and it's on February 27th uh, from 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. And it's labeled Brain Injuries in the Military, Lessons Learned from the Concussion Crisis in Sports. So basically, it's being held at the Isabel Bader Center in Kingston, which is right along the water. It's a beautiful setting. Uh, we're collaborating with uh, Simber which is the Canadian Institute for Military and Veteran Health Research, along with the Concussion Legacy Foundation of Canada, to basically host this conference and uh, get various speakers. Um, we're also collaborating with dozens of other organizations and foundations across uh, Canada who are going to be attending this conference. Um, 
and we're just looking to, you know, introduce new research and input from both, you know, various uh, researchers. We're, we have an athlete panel and also a military panel. So we're kind of... From, from like RMC or... Yeah, so we're actually, um, and also from Simber, because it's a military and veteran health research, we're getting yeah. a lot of um, information so, so, from that. So RMC is Royal Military College of Canada, and uh, Simber, what Simber? It's the Canadian Institute for Military and Veteran Health Research. There you go. Yeah. So it's, it's a big name, but yeah, sorry, keep going. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, we're definitely really excited. Um, we're proposing to hopefully have you know, a few hundred people attend this conference and nice. we don't have uh, speakers fully confirmed yet, uh, but it's something that's coming within the next hopefully week or two. Um, nice. And we're going to be posting updates all over our social media and we're looking for people from all across Canada to come to this conference um, because it is a really big, you know, idea and it's something that hasn't been, uh, you know, accessed a lot like uh, concussions in the military and in sports, it's usually, you know, you associate concussions with sports or, you know, other activities of daily living. But concussions in the military is something that is new and we're really trying to bring to light, even though, uh, you know, we don't have a military, you know, as a part of Queens, but we do have yeah. our seat right down the road from us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's a big part of the Queens or the Kingston community is having yeah. RMC in our presence as well. So we're exactly. trying to get it across. Great. So where can people, if people want to enter right, right now, where can they get tickets or who do they um, contact? So uh, we're going to be having, uh, I believe it's an Eventbrite um, posted on our social media. And we haven't come out with that yet because um, we are still over a month away. But registration will be starting very shortly. Um, and we have various social media platforms through the Concussion Awareness Committee at Queen's that people can access that. Once we post it, and so our Facebook is just Queen's Concussion Awareness Committee, and you'll see us right away. Um, we also have an Instagram, which is q.c.a.c, qcc. Yeah, and I've then repost um, a few of your, few of your posts on that. So yeah, yeah. And then um, lastly, if there's anyone that wants to contact us more personally or privately. Um, our email is concussion at clubs.queensu.ca. So that's for anyone who wants to um, ask questions or they can message us over our other two platforms on Facebook or Instagram. That's a, that, that's awesome. That's a good to know how people can reach out and find out more about concussions and the awareness committee and what you got going on. So, uh, And also one more thing if going on is uh, – Doing a new a podcast with a podcast for uh, the Queen's Concussion Awareness Committee, and uh, well, it'll be on my on Concussion Talks SoundCloud. All the uh, SoundCloud YouTube, not YouTube, this like SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. I'm missing something. I don't want to be jerk here and forget something. Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, anyway, a bunch of all, all my anywhere you get my podcast, you get. You get a, uh, you get Queen. So, so kid, you're gonna host this podcast? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna um, try to get some people together to talk about. We we're thinking like various experiences with concussions for students. Great, that's just perfect. 
That would be a really great idea because we hear a lot from researchers um, and a lot from other different, um, you know, medical and health professionals. But I think it would be an interesting perspective to actually hear from students who are currently going through it. Um, and if they would like to talk about their own story and, you know, how other students can relate to it and getting that out to the Queen's community, that would be uh, a really interesting idea. I, th I think that's an excellent idea. So, um, yeah, so and that's, that's good about all the questions I think that I have and though I know that I have, but I mean, yeah, for sure. Is there anything more that you would have that you would, do you would like to mention at all or are you? Um, I'd say the last and final thing I'd like to mention is uh, just regarding, you know, how people handle concussions at university, uh, not just within athletics. Um, just as a basic university student, um, it's very difficult. And I've heard of many different pathways that people go on. And currently at Queens, there is no clear pathway. But I think that, you know, pairing and collaborating with different services at Queens, like our student wellness service, um, you know, different occupational therapists, athletic therapists, and the doctors here at Queens. I think that we should create a more clear path for students to go down and giving them more clear resources. Um, because I know a lot of people don't know where to go once they have a concussion. And that's what we're trying to do as a committee. We're trying to give people those resources. But I think pairing up with uh you know, various different services would be really effective in doing that. And I think um, for all university students across Canada, I think that there should be a more implemented plan of action in giving students those clear resources, um, just as we do if they have any other health problem. You know, like we want to give them a clear resource that they can access if they experience one and uh, kind of breaking down that barrier of accessibility of services kind of thing. That's, that's a great point. That's the whole, whole uh if you can't see it doesn't exist kind of philosophy is like yeah. the uh, invisible injury brain injury is often described as so uh yeah that's a that's an excellent excellent point and uh thank you for bringing it up and also uh so thank you katie so much for joining me and for and i'm looking forward to this new podcast you guys will be doing and uh good luck with your coffee house and Thanks. your hopefully your and your planning i guess still planning for that conference and uh, yes, yeah, so, oh, so where where is the coffee house? Where where you said downtown Kingston, but would you where exactly is it? It's at Canteen. Um, so it's right on Princess Street. I don't know the address exactly, but that'll okay. be on our Facebook. So yeah. Oh well, great. Well, mm -hmm. I encourage everyone in Kingston and at Queens check it out, and uh, anyone around, any Canada, whatever U.S. doesn't matter. Europe, who knows? Asia. Yeah. I mean, Antarctica. <laughs> I yeah. mean, just <laughs> come to Queens for the conference, to Kingston for the conference in end of February. So uh, thank great. you. Thank you so much, Katie. All right. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you again to Katie. And please visit www.concussiontalk.com to find out when Queens Concussion Awareness Committee puts out their first podcast. And to see a listing and read a description of all of my podcasts from my Big Trip Across Canada in O2, from Phoenix Concussion Recovery Podcasts, and all of the Concussion Talk Podcasts. You can also read on my blogs and find a link to my ebook detour about my Big Trip Across Canada in O2 and my brain injury in 2003.
Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, and I hope you're listening in soon. As always, music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound, www.bensound.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 